Hello, welcome to Just Talking. Your host here, Katie and Jimmy. Good job, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's letting me take the reins on this one this time, just to test out my hosting abilities. He's uh, this is like a you know two year mark for us, so this is how he's testing me to see if uh, <laughs> it's worth sticking around. The old two year anniversary podcast hosting test. <laughs> exactly. You know, everyone goes through it. Um, it's been a while since we've done uh, an episode of Just Talking. I think the last one we did was Valentine's Day. Yeah, and my birthday. And birthday. A lot has happened since then. You have to do the... I know, we do the... We, it's and then like we go, all right, let's to, dive in. But that's like the first 20 seconds of the thing, so we can hit him with the intro music. Okay, so I messed up. You didn't mess up, you but you kind of messed up. You do it. No, you do it. No, it's too late. No, just now. We're not redoing it. We're in here. Say, this is what we're talking about today. Let's dive in. All right. So uh, the subject for today is urban legends. <laughs> Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. Okay, now we can get back into the intro talk about okay. what we've been doing, what we, what's been it's going been so on. so long, I forgot how we do this. Yeah. Nothing really has actually happened since the last podcast. I think a lot has happened. I've a lot got... has happened for you. Nothing has happened for me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, everything that happens for you is also part of what happens for me, but I don't experience it on the same level that you do. Ooh. So there's a lot going on with the Talking Yanks empire, if you will. It's not an empire. but You're getting ready to go to spring training in two days. Two, what today is Tuesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Yeah. Few days. Also, we're still waiting for baby Brittany to be born. Waiting for that raspberry. They got like a day and a half to to birth this thing. You can't really put a timestamp on it like that, Jimmy. Well, I'm sure that Courtney wants it out. We know that. Yeah. But a lot of happened. We went to a concert. We can talk about that. Oh, that's right. We went to a concert. You and threw me a surprise I threw you a surprise party. party. Oh my gosh, a lot has happened. Oh boy, my memory ain't what it used to be. We just went for a walk, did a lunging competition, and now both my legs are, my, pulled both my groins doing a lunging competition. And But more importantly, I won the competition, so. Yeah, but I, I, I competed so far that I hurt myself, which makes me the victor because I put my body through more for the game. I think it, I think that makes you more of a loser <laughs> because... You probably won't be able to do it again for a long time. I know. I'm, I'm, and I'm worried. And also, you did about six lunges and <laughs> dropped out. It was way more than six lunges. It's more more lunges than you should ever do in one session. No, it was not. And I was going It may deep. feel like I that. was touching my knee to the ground every time. You were not. I was behind you. I was watching. Yeah, well, I got bad knees, okay? I can't drop them that low. I got bad groin, I guess. What else happened? Surprise party. That was fun. I got really sick. I threw up outside the window. Oh while we were driving we on the to, Bay Bridge. We don't need to talk about that on here. We went to a concert the night before that. We went and saw Noah Gunderson, who, if any of you guys know who that is, I, we might have played one song. Did we play Poor Man's Son? Yeah, we played that on here Which before. he did not sing, and I was really disappointed. But he did sing my favorite Joni Mitchell song. It was one of those weird concerts where super small, probably 50 people in there, 50 to 100. Yeah, it was, it was already a small venue, and then it was not filled. Yeah. Like and there was only maybe two or three rows of people standing up in front of the stage. So about like 20 people standing in front of the stage. 
And then everyone else was kind of scattered, but there was this big gap between the people standing in front of the stage and then the the bar and the people kind of just loitering in the back. So it felt very empty, but he was amazing. He put on a good show. His voice is phenomenal. Yeah, it's one of those concerts to describe it to you guys where everyone just sat in silence because you can't really dance to his music. It's no. really slow. It's very like solemn. solemn and wailing and personal. So no one's dancing. No one's clapping because that's not what it is. So yeah, we all clapped and whistled after at the end songs, of song. but yeah, like during the, the song, you're like clapping along with the no, rhythm and beats. No, no, So everyone just standing there watching him. And at one point, he had a really good line. After a song, he's like, "Man, vibes weird in here tonight." I know that was and, so funny. And then he said, "He said you either get the crowd that's so drunk they can't, they don't know when to shut the fuck up." And that's French. and that's awful. And that's awful. Or you get the crowd that's eerily quiet. That's so and drunk. You don't and eerily quiet and staring at you. Yeah. And that's petrifying. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. But then it was so quiet that there was a group of people in the very back of the venue that were talking way too loud. Like they were just having a party in the corner. And I watched 12 heads turn and just give that group the meanest looks. So it was like everyone felt this pressure not to make any sound. They didn't want to spoil any moments of the music that if anyone did come in and make any noise, everyone turned and looked. It was like in high school when you you walk into class late and all the heads turn. You're at a really, really quiet concert. Don't talk. It's so no, easy. I agree. I completely agree. I don't, underst- yeah, I don't understand how those people can just sit there and talk and think And it's... they're just really oblivious. I, th- I don't think they realized well, or cared how loud they were being and how disruptive they were. That's the problem. But, you know, they're probably just out socializing. They didn't care to see whoever was playing. But then, um, oh, it was a very, so his music is, it's acoustic. He's a singer-songwriter. His songs are all pretty mellow or kind of sad. So the whole concert, I was just sitting there like sad, just depressed. <laughs> it was beautiful, but I was so depressed. And then the next day at the surprise party, everyone knew that we were at a concert. So they were all asking, oh, how was it? And I was like, it was good. Well, it was pretty depressing, but it was good. <laughs> I just wish I knew his songs that he played better, so I could have followed along yeah. better. Because it was like I the first time hearing them all. Half of them I knew. And they were good. I like when I can know the songs and I can sing along. Yeah. I, I didn't mind his new songs as much as I do the album versions. It was our He's first... trying to add in this experimental, more... A backing band. It was our first yeah. concert together, so I thought it was interesting we had the conversation on the drive-in, like... How do you watch concerts? Because, like, I asked you that because a lot of I've been with friends who love running to the front and standing with everyone in that packed room where you're shoulder to shoulder. People are jumping up and down, like, if he was to play faster music. I hate that. I don't, that's not how I enjoy concerts at all. I did that once, I told you, I did that once with friends and I was in the middle for one song and I was like, get me out of here. And I just left and went and stood by the back wall by myself and just stood and listened. That's how I enjoy concerts, just standing and listening. I don't have an ounce of rhythm in my body, so I can't (laughs) dance. I can't snap along. I just like listening to the lyrics and the songs, and I like being far far enough away from the speakers where I can hear things, and it's not just boom, boom, boom. And you you said you were the same, which we did. We enjoyed it. My ideal concert, though, is an outdoor venue with maybe like a big lawn. Like, the Greek theater has a bit of lawn at the top. And then what's the really big one they do? Um, the 
festival radio station. Oh, I can't remember what that big one's called. I went there. That venue has a big strip of lawn. My ideal concert experience would be going with a bunch of friends, listening to some kind of upbeat music where you can get up and dance for a second if you want to, but we are all just picnicking on the lawn and just listening and drinking champagne. Yep. My ideal concert is Newport Folk Festival. I, I want to f- go. I went four years in a row, and it's awesome. Mm, can't. I'm, I work full-time. I have to watch every Yankee game. Yeah, maybe when... Maybe I'll just go by myself. Yeah, yeah, head by yourself. All right, let's get into Urban Legends. Yeah, let's dive in. That was a great transition. <laughs> we should work, we got to work on that. How would we transition Newport Folk Festival to Urban Legends? I heard, once heard this Urban Legend about Newport Folk Festival, that uh, guy, he... Yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm not going to... Speaking of legends, speaking of legends, Bob Dylan first won electric... At the Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. Oh, that was at that festival? Yeah, people were pissed about that. Super mad at him for it. What he other? He did it because he didn't want to conform to one genre of music. He hated that someone considered him folk. Yeah. And he refused to believe that he could only fit one genre of music, so then he tried to... He went electric. He went Rock rogue. and roll. Yeah. All right, so what other legends do you got of the <laughs> urban variety? <laughs> Well, so urban legends, as you know, are modern folk tales or folklore. <laughs> They're usually a reflection of morals or explanations of complex events. Do you have any folk ta- um, urban legends that you remember? We've had this conversation once, and you, I don't think you could think of anything. Well, I don't really know what, what is an urban legend and what's not an urban legend. Like, the if... Um if you, if someone's driving down the street and you flash your lights at them, that was my first and then, one. <laughs> and then they chase you down and kill you because that's gang initiation. You have to drive without your headlights on, and the first car to flash their headlights yes. at you, you have to kill them. That's yes. gang initiation. I mean, that's probably never been a real case ever. No, but so was made up somewhere. Been. And then, but I remember learning that at thirteen, and I will never flash my lights at a car. Yeah, like I, I won't do that. Why take the risk? Will you flash your lights at a car if they don't I have their lights on? Do. Always do. You're, you got because I know it's an urban legend, and I know it's not true. And also, I don't live anywhere where there are gangs. There's a gang shooting at our high school in Granada. Yeah, I don't live in Livermore. Uh, <laughs> town over. I live about a mile, mile away from the. Yeah. Anyways, that's the that only urban the legend I, I can think of. So, but I was, I was told when I was a child, I was told that, like, I had the story in my head is I flashed my lights once. And I had a passenger in the car, and they're like, oh, don't do that, don't do that, because gang members will take that as you trying to, like, not as a gang initiation. I didn't hear that story. I heard it as the, you flashing your lights is there is your way of saying, like, let's fight, like, on the opposing gang. Like, um, let's, let's do this. No, you heard then, wrong. Yeah, I heard totally wrong. And then I just, as I was doing research, read the correct version of is that. Is it what I said? Because that's crazy yeah. just rumor from like the early 2000s. Yeah. Don't even know how those rumors spread back in the day. That's, what do you mean? Movies? Uh, word of mouth? Emails? Well, do you think that was in a do you movie? Remember those, do you remember those emails, those chain emails that would tell some like terrifying story and say, if you don't send this email to 30 people in the next 12 minutes, she'll come to get you. Kind yeah. of thing. Chain mail. Chain mail. So that's, but back in the day, I mean, Urban legends have been a thing for generations. They're just folk tales before. So they I remember were written getting down, or they were painted, and 
and people would interpret them how they wanted. But then also they were just spread word of mouth. So like, um, ooh, you know what a really good example of this is? Do you remember the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village? No. Well, I know that M. Night Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan made a movie called The Village, but I never saw it. Okay, so basically this village was living in, it was like an Amish village. They were living in modern times. I love and you the don't Amish. learn until the end that they were living in modern times. You think the whole time that they were living in like the 1700s. They um the twist is like a car just drives by at yeah, the end exactly. and you're like, "Oh, they were they weren't <laughs> old school. They were Amish." Exactly. I love that twist in principle just alone. Like M Night Shyamalan thinking about that what if we made a movie about the Amish but we never showed that there was 2004. <laughs> That's like a great That's idea. That's the conversation he had. I heard that this producer. movie sucked. But that concept, like that It was thought, a great concept. He probably... Besides the whole monster part. He probably drove by an Amish villager and was like, man, you would never even tell this wasn't... You would never be able to tell this was modern civilization if my car wasn't here. <laughs> it's a great... That was probably such a fun moment for him when he realized that twist. Yeah, it was a really good and twist. And then he got to build a whole movie surrounding it. I'm well, getting jealous built... of him just now. That's awesome. Okay, Anyways, sorry, go. So the point of that is, the, the point of the movie was that the villagers, like the head villagers who knew the secret, knew that they were in modern days, but were continuing, they were basically faking out the younger generations and keeping that from them. The way they kept it from them was they spread the story of these like creatures that'll come and snatch you away in the, in the night if you're not, if you ever leave the, you know, if you ever leave the borders of the yeah. village. Um. And it takes, like, a blind woman crossing into the forest to go get medicine for someone who's sick or something weird like that. Anyway, so my point is that folk tales and folklore were created to ward people off or to create moral boundaries within, like, say, little children. You know, they tell the stories of, mm-hmm. I don't know, ways to get you to brush your teeth. But they scare the shit out of you in the process. Okay. So, some examples. The licked hand. Have you ever heard that one? The licked hand? Yes. No. <laughs> Sounds gross. It's pretty gross. It's really weird, too. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm not going to tell it that well, but... Well, I'm excited now. <laughs> Here's the gist. Strap in, guys. Shut up. <laughs> Don't be mean. What an opener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just read it off the thing, though. Well, at this point, just read it off the thing. I don't even have it in front of me. I just have the licked hand. Basically, this man has a dog, and it's his only companion, and he goes to bed, and he has his hand dangling over the side of the bed, and he feels his dog licking his hand. Then he goes up to get, goes to the bathroom to get a drink of water, and he goes back to lay down, and he notices (laughs) butchering this story. The way I was told was like his his dog was dead. And then he found a note saying, like, humans can lick, too. And it turned out to be, like, a murderer under his bed licking his hand. I don't... This is an urban legend? Yes. I thought urban legends were supposed to be something that, like, be careful, this can happen to you, or don't go to this spot. the moral of that story is dogs aren't the only thing that lick. But that's just a story. Don't dangle your hand over the bed. I feel like for that to be an urban legend, it would be like, and it was in this house, and if you walk 
past this house, you can feel your hand clam up. Like that's what I feel like. Okay, so then maybe that's not a good example of it. But that is an urban legend. That's a very popular ur- urban okay. legend. Maybe uh, maybe today. my definition of what an urban legend is, is wrong then. An urban legend is, yeah, then yes, yours is wrong. I'm a Did you ever dummy. hear about the hook man? The hook this man. one is more of like a moral lesson. It's a way. So it's about. The hook man cometh. The hook man of Lover's Lane. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Ringing any bells? No. Interested. So Can I guy. guess what it is? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so if you go to Lover's Lane, start um, making out. Mm-hmm. Guy with a hook comes and kills you. But but first you hear the scratching on the roof of the car, and you think it's a branch from a tree that you're parked under. So then the that boyfriend gives, goes out of the that's car. Nails on, that's nails on chalkboard sound for me, so you just gave my entire body chills. Then I'm doing my job here. Well, no. Kind my of. body's just fucked up. Okay, well. Anyway, so the boyfriend goes out of the car to go see what the noise is and he's 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 gone for a few minutes and the girlfriend's sitting in the car and she hears the scratching again but this time it's on the side of the car and it's getting closer and closer and closer then she sees the bloody hand of her boyfriend fall off the roof of the car and she realizes the scratching sound was the hook of the man who had hook for a hand and came to lover's lane to kill young lovers Wow, old in the uh, midst of old sexist society, always getting the man killed. Getting the man killed. Yeah, no, oh, I the think man, that's the their way the of saying like girls don't put out before you're married. I think that's the way. Or of your saying, boyfriend's like, gonna get killed by a hook man. I think it's like, hey, maybe the girl should go check when things are scary every now and then. Why does mm. the guy always have to go check? That's very modern thinking, Jimmy. But yeah, see, I'm all about equality and shit like that. <laughs> Ur- I like local urban legends. We have a local urban. Le- we have a couple local urban legends of Livermore. You want to hear them? And I know. these ones are actually popular across the nation. There are other places in the country that also have the same urban. Yeah, legend. let me tell one. I was going to tell one. Gravity Hill. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So there's this place. It's an optical illusion. A lot of places have these gravity hills. I told you that. No, because my dad had it in his hometown. He told me when we went in high school. And it's if you park your car and put it in neutral, you'll roll uphill. And it's just the way the road is. It's because if the road is paved with two hills alongside it, but the hills next to it are running the opposite direction, then yeah. it makes the hill that you're on look like it's going uphill when it's, in fact, going downhill. Yes. So, But the thing is, you, you stop, you put your car in neutral, and you roll uphill. And the urban legend to it is, in Livermore at least, this was, that there was a school bus full of children and they got out because the bus broke down, and then the bus rolled backwards and killed them all. And if you were to put baby powder on the back of your like bumper while you did it, if afterwards you got out, you'd see little handprints on the back of the bumper because the little kids were pushing your car uphill. Now, really, it was just windy as fuck, and the wind would mess up the baby powder, and you were rolling downhill, just optical illusion. But that's a fun one. Like, in high school, we went and did that. And then I told my dad, he's like, oh, yeah, we had one of those, too. It was an optical illusion. I was like, come on, Dad. Yeah. So that was one of my interactive urban legends that I had listed. Oh, wow. There's you had a your whole you had them, yeah. of urban legends. <laughs> you had them categorized. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, so that was, I actually went with my friends in high school a couple times to Gravity Hill and did that. But there's, even on our trip to Belize, they, the bus driver's like, oh, this is a great trick, you guys. Oh, you're never going to believe this. I mean, he was so excited to show us this. And we went back and did it a couple times with this giant tourist bus. Like a big uh, 
coach. What do they call those? Tour buses. Tour buses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel stupid now. <laughs> but it worked. It was really fun. And he got super excited about it. Yeah, I don't know about really fun. It was fun because everyone was super stoked that it was happening, that it was working. Um, okay. Next urban legend. Do you want me to fill the gap? Oh, another interactive urban legend. Remember Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board? That's yeah. kind of an urban legend. Um, don't really know much more about it other than you're supposed to be able to pick someone up with two fingers and while chanting that. Yeah, I mean, you, the trick is you have so many people you can do it. Yeah. And That's then, not an urban legend. That would be like, crack an egg on your head, feel the yolk. No. That oh, that's the same thing as Lays of Feather okay. Shippers Board. So then uh, another one's Bloody You're Mary. standing on the top of the tallest building in the world. <laughs> that's all that's, <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking no, about? No, I have no idea what that is. Close your eyes. You're standing on top of the tallest building in the world. Oh. The wind is blowing in your ears. Oh, no. You drop something. Bah! Ah! <laughs> You're supposed to like grab their shoulders. We did that as a kids. That's just rude. You've heard of Bloody Mary, right? Red rum? No. That's from The Shining. I thought it was like you say Red Bloody Mary in the mirror or something like that. Yeah. Red Rum is from The Shining, though. It's murder backwards. Yeah, I know that. Um, Bloody Mary is you're supposed to go into a dark room, stand in front of a mirror, spin around three times, say Bloody Mary while you spin around each time, and then stare into the mirror until she appears, and she's supposed to come get you, basically. Have you, this sounds like something you you did at thirteen, definitely and you were like, "No, I swear, I saw her." No, you definitely saw her. No, I did not see her. If you're listening and you saw her, laugh at yourself. Just I did it with my friends when I was like way too young, maybe eight, seven or eight. Scared the shit out of myself. Didn't see anything, but my friend who I did it with was like, "Oh, I saw it! I saw it! I saw it! Get out! We gotta go! We got!" And I freaked out. And ever since that mo that day, I've been terrified of mirrors. I don't have, we don't have any mirrors in our bedroom. Um, when I was eight, mm-hmm. at the house I lived in in Dublin, my bedroom had the closet doors were mirror faced, and I was too scared to sleep in my room with the mirrors right there. So my mom had to install curtains that covered my closet doors. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. It was, a, it was. I'm very sensitive to those kinds of stories. So those You're a scaredy cat. I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, I'm a big baby. Mm, oh, I've learned now why you're so obsessed with Reddit. Why? I did some research on Reddit for this, and I just went into this like weird Reddit spiral where I just couldn't stop scrolling and reading what people had to say, and it wasn't even like. Well, Reddit's the only place in the world where you go for the comments. Yeah. Because it's crowdsourced, so the good ones will be upvoted. And if you go to the good places, you'll find good stuff. Yeah. Like, I only look at maybe four different subreddits. Mm. Do you do you think there's a, a Reddit, a subreddit, about why people are so obsessed with Reddit? It's Reddit. It's just Reddit. Reddit all. Okay. I mean, it's just the forefront of the internet. Like, if something's going to go viral, it goes... If something's viral on Facebook, that means a week ago it was viral on Reddit. If there's a really good conversation, like, if... if Like, so, if you ever see a BuzzFeed, like, 10 things you didn't know about being a stewardess, that means the day before there was a stewardess on Reddit doing an AMA, which is Ask Me Anything, mm-hmm. people were asking her, and then BuzzFeed goes and reads the top comments and then makes that into their own list pawns it off as their own creative content and posts it. Doesn't give credit to the 
stewardess. That's why everyone hates BuzzFeed that peruses other sites besides BuzzFeed. Hmm. They just steal shit like that nonstop. That's lame. It's super lame. It's a bummer. Well, yeah, so. Oh, a thought I had was where do we start? That means there's got to be someone who just one day decided to make up a story. And then I thought, how interesting would it be if you went back to the person who told you, the, like, the person who told me about Bloody Mary and asked them where they heard about Bloody Mary and then go to that person and find out where they heard it from and just follow the chain to the first person in history to tell the urban legend of Bloody Mary and then punch him in the face. And tell them to go fuck themselves for ruining my childhood. Well, Katie, what's the cursing? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm um, using language. Well, like, I don't know. Stories just start because people make it up. When I went camping in, um, I was going to say where we went, but I forget, somewhere in Yeah, but who made up these? My dad. Like my dad, dad made like up? My dad made up a story when we were camping, a ghost story of, like, a haunted, like, urban legend of that campground. And we came back the next year, and he somehow remembered. He told us. He told it to us again. And I'll tell it to my kids. It was <coughs> that there was a camper here, and he was misbehaving. I forget the details, and when I say it, I'll make up my own. But it ended up was they buried him and just put a straw in the ground for him to breathe out of. And he was stuck there forever. And then we went to sleep, and the next morning we woke up, and there was a straw in the ground. I mean, I was like five years old, probably. We were all really young. Oh, that would have traumatized me. So that's the straw man. I'll just tell my kids that story. That would have traumatized me. Yeah, you're a little Yeah, my, I, I'm I, a scary cat. I told Katie the other day that my dad used to like pull up to this really wooded area in town, like dark back road, maybe even gravel wood. And before we got in the car, he'd pick up a huge rock in his hand, and then he'd stick his left hand. He'd have us all tell us to look. Like, he'd lower all the windows and be like, shh, listen. Everybody listen. And you're looking out the window, and all you can hear is the trees blowing the weed, like, <sighs> and while we're all looking out, <laughs> while we're all looking out the right window, he would take the rock in his left hand and whip it like a uh, hook shot over the car into the trees, and it would be like, <laughs> rumble. <laughs> ah, Dad, drive! And then he'd, and then he'd gas it like he was scared too <laughs> i could just see myself trying to do that to my kids and going way, way over and like accidentally breaking my own windshield with the rock <laughs> yeah so i mean urban legends just start isn't slender man a good urban legend too yes that's a really popular one right now that one's super creepy though and it wasn't it started from like this youtube video that's a good example of like super modern urban urban legend. What about the urban legend where the kids uh, eat the the trail and they go to the house and the lady eats them? <laughs> Hansel and Gretel. Oh yeah, Hansel and Gretel. That's a that's a Brothers Grimm story, I think. Oh, those guys were fucked up, huh? So they were like the cre. I mean, they were stories. They were written stories, but those are kind of like urban legends. I think they people. Well, no, they were just stories, but they then they become, yeah. that just become so big in time. But, and they become stories that I'm sure adults at that time told children in a way to, to try and scare them out of, you know, wandering in the woods or eating people's houses. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a big issue. 
think that was you think that hey 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 we got a big issue here we got kids wandering in the woods eating people's houses we need a we need an urban legend we need to stop this right now exactly. we need to put an end to this right now it's gone too far these house eating children <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> Katie's going crazy. All right. Well, what, you want to ju- switch gears from Urban Legends, or do you have anything more? <laughs> we had an interesting conversation with my sister Courtney, who's pregnant, that I thought we could bring on here because I think it's interesting. It's not funny, so you're gonna need to stop laughing before we get into. It. All right. We'll pause it. Okay, we got, we're back. Katie, stop laughing. We got a couple more segments. Quick things, not urban legends. First was a conversation we had with my sister Courtney, who's pregnant, that I thought was super interesting. So we'll bring it to here, because if I hear something interesting, I want to share it with the people who listen to this. Basically, Courtney's pregnant, my sister. My brother-in-law, Brett, is going to be with her through the process. He's going to stay at the hospital and everything. The nurses and... Doulas or whatever the hell their name is. The doulas, yeah. Someone in charge told Courtney and Brett and what well, told no, no was that to, it wasn't it was at the yoga the prenatal yoga whatever they told Courtney to be patient with Brett. We should just have them retell the story. Call her up real quick. I I know everything <laughs> I want to say and you're just interrupting, telling me I don't. So okay, ba- okay, okay, calm down. So take it easy, man. Basically, the the jux of the story is Courtney. They told Courtney, you have to be patient with Brett because this is all new to his generation, my generation of men. Meaning, my grandpa, when my when my grandma was pregnant, my grandpa drove her to the hospital because she was about to go in labor. The people came out of the hospital with a wheelchair. They wheeled her into the building. He drove to the bar, got hammered with his friends, picked her up in the morning, and there was a baby there. Didn't even go in the building. My dad, big step you know, next generation or maybe two generations down, however, next generation down. My dad, when my mom was pregnant, goes into the hospital with her, in the room with her while he's while she's giving birth, leaves after the birthing's done, goes home, sleeps in his own bed. My mom's in the hospital. Now Brett and me and everyone our age nowadays, they're there. Like, okay, we enter the hospital together. You have the baby. We We stay there until we leave together. So it's all new. And it's kind of the thought process that women have been doing the same thing for years. And mothers tell their daughters and grandmothers tell their granddaughters about the process. And it's a story and talk where my dad's never told me like what it was like to be in the room while my mom was giving birth. It's just not something men pass down from each other. And especially now that each generation doesn't have their father telling them the same thing because they're doing different. It's kind of interesting. It is very interesting, and it's interesting to see what it'll uh, evolve into. Oh, well, there can't be another step. Like, the step we're at, what what would it be? The men delivering the baby. You think that's going to become the norm? I know. My chiropractor delivered two of his kids. Well, he's a doctor. He's not. He's a chiropractor. That's insane. They don't learn how to birth babies. I mean, the only advice I've ever been given from men who have had babies is don't look. Yeah, that seems like very sound advice. So I'm not getting in there. I don't even think I'd want to look. I don't want to see that. Well, you can't. You have to be I mean, super can't, flexible. But I mean, I am pretty flexible. Nah. But they could shut. They could put mirrors down there, or they could get a recording of it, and you could see later. Ugh, don't 
There's lots of ways to see it. Yeah. Well, I thought that was super interesting. That is a very interesting. It's kind of like wedding process. stuff. Like like women know what they think about their wedding so much, and when they go to other weddings, they take in every little detail. So then, when it gets time to the wedding, they know everything. They're like, "Well, what do you think, honey?" And the boyfriend's like, "Well, I don't know. This is the first time I ever even thought about what kind of napkins you I wanted at my wedding." Do you think that's today? Like, you think that's still? Yeah, I mean, every. I mean, I just worked weddings and. Every... I definitely think that you've thought of weddings more than, like I've. Well, I've never put any Katie, thought into what my that, wedding would be like. That's because I've been to two hundred weddings unless. No, like, I know. Years. Yeah, that's. Yes, obviously, but, I mean, I'm I'm a girl. Most of the husbands have no it. thought process. They've never thought about anything. <laughs> All right, let's go to indulgences. Before you disperse, seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I just stole that from you. Amazon show. You mad? No? 1950s He's woman. Red. 1950s housewife turns stand-up comic. Late 1950s, almost 1960s. It's important to say because she smokes pot. Okay. Well, it's really good. It's really good. You should, everyone should go watch it. Amazon it's, and does, it's written and it was written by um Gilmore Girls Lady. Uh yes. Just stole name? that from you. I why can't I think of her name now? Uh, anyways, it'll come to me later. Yep. Lady who wrote Gilmore Girls, Gilmore and, Girls bun, and, and the famous Bunheads. Okay. Jimmy. No one's even heard of Bunheads. I think Bunhead surpassed Gilmore Girls in fan lore. It lasted one season, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, no one cares about dancers. Otherwise, the ballet Especially would still be... Especially teenage dancers. Yeah. They were little girls. But 1950s Housewives turned to standard work. comics. Amazing. Phenomenal. It's already got a season two coming out, right? Yeah. Well, the pilot episode was so good alone. Because Amazon does the pilot season where they put out one episode of five shows and then people get to vote on if they like, if they like it and which ones they like. And they liked it so much, they ordered two seasons right away. Very, it was that good. It's like a fun, quick watch, too. It's it's not as fast-paced paced as the script as Gilmore Girls was. Do you notice that? Yeah, like well, Gilmore like Girls someone... is twice as fast. Yes. But you feel like that's such a such a niche, niche? How do you say it? You say niche. niche. You do. You say niche. No, I say niche, no, like itch. Know. Niche. For her, that for me, I would have expected her to continue that kind of dialogue or script with all her shows. That's how Bunheads was. Bunheads was super fast too. Yes. Yes. Oh. And with a ton of references in there, I think there were a lot of references in um, Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I don't think I. They were all kind of fifties. Well, I've been watching Gilmore Girls with you. The references in Gilmore Girls are so self-serving and dumb because they they aren't even to the audience that's watching it. Like the references are for fifty-year-old men sometimes. They're very obscure. But and they're obscure like, they're for obscure like inside, sake. Yeah, they're like inside jokes. It's like sharing an inside joke with someone who doesn't get it, wasn't there. And I think that's supposed to be. I think the point of that was because it was a dialogue between a mother and daughter. Like that was. I think it's Wait. the lamest part of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I mean, I like everything else, but... Well, I think it's lame that everyone on the show talks like that. So everyone was virtually the same person. Yeah, was it narrated? No. Because the Never. only way you can do that in movies is if you're narrated. Like Juno, mm -hmm. it's narrated. She opens up by telling the story. Mm -hmm. And then every character speaks in that weird 
teenagery dialogue with mm-hmm. quips and witty stuff mm-hmm. because she's telling everyone's story because she's narrating oh, it. Got it, got it. That's yeah, like, that makes sense. That's a device. When you want to make everyone's dialogue in the same world, you open up with narration because like, okay, this person's telling the story. So there doesn't have to be any variation or... You can get away with it a little. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But no, there was no narration in Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Anyways. Girls is like how I listen to podcasts because I listen to all my podcasts sped um, up. Yeah. And Gilmore Girls naturally is just like that. Sometimes I'll accidentally press the two times speed on my podcast app. I hate it. I can't listen to it even what it, one and a half or half. Oh, if you don't listen to podcasts on 1.5 speed, I think you're nuts. I can't do it. It bothers me. It sounds crazy. Makes me sound, it makes me think that I just drank too much coffee or something and everything sounding quicker and louder. I don't know. I just don't like it. I like just the normal pace of a conversation. I'm boring. Speed that shit up. I got more podcasts to listen to. I think you're just constantly overstimulated that you have to cram it all into such a short amount of time. All the content and media that you listen to and watch. Sure. I mean, if you I'd, could watch shows that way, would you watch it that way? I do. If I can watch them on Vimeo, I speed it up. Sometimes wow. vi- sometimes Vikings and shows like Breaking Bad are just too slow without Too many dialogue. long pauses. Too many long, drawn-out scenes. Yeah. There are a lot of shows that are like that. Movies. There are a lot of movies like that. Anyways, that is that our indulgence? Yeah, you got any songs you want to play? Mm. Oh, I do have a song, but I don't have my phone on me. So you pick it this week and I'll do it next week. Wow, loser, you don't have a song. I do have a song. I have a couple songs, actually, so I'll do the next two weeks. Should I do a new song or something I've been listening to? A new song. Actually, no. You know what I'm going to play? Because someone was like, uh, uh, he's a Talking Yanks fan. He listens to Just Talking. He said, do you like anything that's upbeat? <laughs> I was like, that's a really good question. No, not really. You've got a few upbeat songs in your repertoire. Not many. No, I, I mean like I, I do. I'm hand. just I'm just rarely in the mood for upbeat songs. Yeah, I get that. I like being mellowed out. I like my sports slow. I like my Your favorite sport is baseball, which is the slowest sport. I'd say golf slow. Yeah, I guess golf is slower. But you have to admit baseball is pretty slow. Yeah. Which is why I like it. This is Dawes coming back to a man. It's a little bit faster, I think. It's about this guy. He's dating this girl, and she breaks up with him. And he's all heartbroken about it and upset. But he grows up afterwards, matures, becomes a man. She comes back, says, let's date again. He's like, no, you left a little boy. I'm now a man. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Heavy stuff. I matured and got over you. That's what it's about, I think. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but it used to be one of my favorites. Here it is. Bye, guys. Oh, bye, bye guys. Thanks. Um, try your hardest. Do your best. Katie? Cut your electricity half and bill, bill in half and uh, switch, to, switch to candles. Cut your electricity half and bill and switch to candles. Here's Dawes <laughs> coming back to a man. So that neither in